Welcome to my podcast, Leading Virtual Teams. I'm Dr. Maren Deepwell. I'm a CEO in the not-for-profit sector and a professional coach. Each week, I'll be sharing ideas and strategies for creative and fun ways to help you succeed and lead in the virtual workplace. You can find the links to the tools and resources we'll be exploring in the show notes or head over to marindeepwell.com forward slash podcast. Now, on to the episode. On today's episode, we have an OER 23 special, and this episode is going to look at what's so important about open practice for hybrid leaders. So for those of you um, who are maybe familiar or new to the OER 23 conference, um, this is a large event that I'm involved in organizing. And this year, the OER 23 conference is the 14th edition of an annual conference for open education, research, practice and policy here in the UK. It is organized by um, the organization I work for, the Association for Learning Technology, in partnership with the University of the Highlands and Islands. And it is a really unique opportunity to bring this international event into the Scottish Highlands and to really help um, leverage the impact of the event for the Scottish open education movement and also to really share experience of policy and practice with communities that we might otherwise not reach. I'm also very excited because it's an opportunity to work in collaboration with GoGN, the Global OER Graduate Network, and connect emerging researchers uh, with a more global and local perspective um, on open education. So I am super excited to be heading up to Inverness next week. And um, I've been involved in this event since 2015, very much enjoying it. And um, one of the real highlights of my professional practice over the past eight years. So this might be, well, the last conference, um, the OER 23 conference that I'm going to be involved in, given that I'm going to be leaving my role later this year. And so it is a special event for me this year. But it's also closely connected to the work I've been doing around hybrid working and virtual working. And one of the things I'm looking forward to is catching up with long-term collaborator Lauren Hanks, um, who I worked with um, on the Hex for Hybrid course last year. And we've also spoken at the OER conference about hybrid working in the past. So I thought this time um, for the podcast, I would do a little bit of a deeper dive into why I think it's so important to be an open practitioner, an open leader in the hybrid workplace, and why I think this is particularly relevant for those of us um, who lead either hybrid, distributed, or fully virtual teams. We are going to think about sharing practice openly to improve practice in the workplace, also opening up space for sharing leadership practice and modeling leadership with intentional communication. And I'm gonna go and unpack what I mean by each of these and then do a little bit of a deeper dive and invite you to kind of think along and see how this would apply in your particular practice. So starting with 
you know, why I think it's important to share practice openly, to improve practice. Um, I want to look back a few years um, when my then colleague Martin Hoxie and I interviewed a manager from Google. And it was really interesting to talk for an hour about leading virtual dreams. And one of the things that really struck me throughout our conversation was how similar some of the challenges were, um, as well as the solutions we'd come up with. Um, given that you know Google is a multinational global corporation, um, we were working for a small um, independent organization with less than 10 employees. I was kind of expecting the challenges to be different and the solutions to look very different um, as they were clearly very different workplaces. But very quickly, we found that we had so much in common um, both when it came to how to reach staff and how to motivate staff, how to work across different time zones or different geographical boundaries. We talked a lot about um, the importance of enabling individuals and line managers to have some face time and to spend quality time building important relationships and trust. We talked also about how coming together, at least periodically, really help provide an opportunity for team building of a different kind than a fully online interaction day to day. And what really struck me is how easily we forget to share how we work alongside the output that we do, um, but also the outside of formal kind of training and development. I think there is many of us who Know, probably report on what we do a lot more than how it's been achieved. And um, particularly when we're really busy and the project deadline or term of start of term looms large, um, it's so easy to just move from one deadline to the next, one thing you've ticked um, or one crisis that you've had to firefight um, to the next, rather than taking a step back and really looking at how um, collaboration has worked, how communication has worked, and um, what we can learn from that. So sharing practice openly can happen at different levels. It might be within a team, it might be within a faculty or a school or an organization, or it might be more widely and um, between organizations. You might find that you are in networks where you share with similar organizations or similar research projects or similar other initiatives. And that seems to me one of the key things to consider first is how open do you want to be and what are the sort of reasons of why you can be this open or why you maybe can't. There might be things that you find difficult um, to share outside of your organization. So I would say this is one of the things to really start thinking about um, what degree of openness would suit you in your particular role, what particular degree of openness would suit your workplace and your team. Now, even if you do have the best of intentions and you've decided to share openly, you still have the challenge of being incredibly busy and this is yet another facet of the practice that requires time at some point. So to overcome that particular challenge, one of the things I do is to build into my work routine a kind of moment to reflect on why something well, went well or not, alongside what the outcome has been. So 
if I find a way to improve a workflow or manage my time on a project more efficiently, then I'll make a note for myself and action that to share that with my colleagues as I go along. And that is how, for example, weekly show and tell time was brought into our weekly team meetings. In your context, there might be something completely different, but it is worth considering how you're sharing that and whether there's something you could do to increase how how individuals within your organization are sharing how they're working. In this particular context, I am less interested in sort of how successful something was or how um, unsuccessful something was. What I'm really trying to think about here is how has it been achieved? What make it work in terms of collaboration and communication within the team? Um, And how can I share that with my team? And how can I model that sharing, you know, things that have gone wrong is a positive learning opportunity, um, even if it means that sometimes you need to reflect on things that haven't gone well. Now, I think hybrid and remote teams in particular often focus just on reporting outputs because it's so much easier to kind of track the what has been achieved rather than how it's been achieved. And if you're using any kind of productivity tool and there's dashboards or summaries or even, you know, color schemes on like um, rag colors or something like that, where you're just kind of looking at milestones achieved and things ticked off or ticket answers. Um, I think it's very easy to just not think about the process at all and think more about the output. So the challenge for us here really is to create routine moments for reflecting and learning together in a kind of casual, informal way, as well as making the most out of formal opportunities to reflect and take stock. And the next aspect I want to think about um, is opening up for a space for sharing leadership practice. Over the last 10 years, one of the most common issues that I've come across for managers and leaders, particularly for virtual teams, is worrying about, is it just me who's struggling with this? Has everybody figured this out? And I am the only person who, for whom this goes wrong? You know, am I just not seeing it? Is this a stupid question? Am I alone with this problem? And I think when everybody works from home, And all you see of other managers or leaders is kind of carefully curated Zoom backdrops. You know, you kind of see the kind of good hair day version of everyone all the time, um, ideally with kind of a flattering camera angle or maybe camera switched off altogether. It can be really hard to get a sense of how others are coping. And it's easy to feel that you are the only one who's struggling. Now, everybody tries to be cheerful at this kind of half an hour meeting. Um, there might be sort of endless jokes in the informal chat. But what is really going on, um, particularly with people in positions um, that involve leading teams or leading projects? And while it is quite common to complain about workload or being busy, um, 
I think it is really difficult to share some of the things that you experience when you're leading a team um, and managing people. It's much harder to find someone where it's appropriate to share confidences about performance management or HR trouble or just to like a loss of communication altogether. Um, it can be much harder to find the right kind of space to open up those conversations to talk about that. And I think for particularly hybrid working and virtual working, this is really compounded by working with colleagues who have a large online presence. So if you're fortunate enough to work with people who are very present online, maybe on social media, via blog posts, um, on common platforms that you use, sharing kind of exciting updates or having a sort of larger than life personal appearance online or profile online. Um, or when you see people in group chats, just, you know, making one joke after the next and um, or maybe just being very kind of pulling focus, um, getting a lot of attention. How, how do you join in when you're kind of getting a sense of actually I'm not on their level. I'm, I'm struggling here. Um, I'm finding it really difficult to come and talk to someone about uh, the issue I'm having with this person who ignores my DMs while someone else is kind of celebrating their 10,000 follower. So where is that space for questions about things you're not sure of or you're worried that you're doing wrong? Now, I think there's obviously lots of different spaces um, and many of them are private. There might be a mentor or a coach you can confine in. You might have a very good line manager. There might be support within your organization, a close friend, a partner. There might be very private conversations happening in your life. But I think we also have an opportunity as leaders and managers to open up a space for sharing practice in that kind of role that helps others learn that, nope, we're not the only person who's struggling here. Everybody struggles at times. And to really help open up um, a space where sharing both good and bad examples of what's happening and providing a kind of balanced insight um, is so valuable and really helps us connect with peers and learn from individuals who've gone along the career path and are maybe a few years ahead. And similarly, enables those who are a few years behind us to learn from us. So it opens up, or it gives us an opportunity to open up a space to share practice, the practice of being a leader, of managing people, and not just the end results. So that is really one of the key reasons why I think it's so important for us to think about open practice as leaders, because if we can't open up that space to share practice and share what we have in common and where we might be struggling, then really we're not helping each other and we're just each reinventing solutions to the same problems over and over again. Now, the last aspect that I want to talk about um, of open practice is really how we model being a leader and being a manager with some intentional communication. Because I think many people, um, particularly throughout the last few years, have found themselves 
in a position of suddenly leading a team of people who mostly work online, who work from home, whom they never see. And there is a real lack of being able to see what's happening. <laughs> How are other people managing their teams? What are other people doing if someone just goes AWOL and just works from their sofa and doesn't turn up or hand in any work? How do other people build trust? In a traditional workplace, you know, even though it might have a lot of downsides, you used to be able to see more examples of how other managers and leaders um, interact with staff and even how they sit at their desk. You know, are they quite approachable? Do they close their office door? Um, it gave you much more to go on how people were leading. And with everybody not seeing each other much or not being in the same room and what interaction we do have being mediated by technology, there is a, such a lack of comparison and lack of kind of a baseline against which to normalize your, your own practice. So even if you used to work in a really hierarchical or closed organization, at least you would be able to pick up on those um, clues and challenge those and, and be more kind of open um, or visible about what was happening here. So in some ways, even a lack of openness was more obvious um, than it can be online. So in my view, mediated by technology, tools and platforms, the way people lead and how they work can be a lot harder to observe. Shadowing someone online is, for me at least in my experience, such a challenge. And it is even harder to um, do it the other way around. Like I've had people who wanted to shadow me for the day um, online and we really struggled to make that work technically and for them to get a, a practical sense of what my day was like. There is so much um, that is kind of happening in individual chats, in sort of emails, um, maybe sort of completely behind sort of opaque doors. Um, but there's also the kind of technical issues, lack of digital competency. Um, there are so many different factors that influence how someone comes across online in a leadership position. Um, it is much harder to learn from. And in return, it's a lot harder for our teams and the people we manage to learn from us and to take an example um, or follow our example because how we come across online may not necessarily be always the example we want to set. So it is one of the things um, that I've thought a lot about is how you can be more visible and communicate how you lead and why um, more clearly to everybody around you um, and think about very intentionally how to communicate how to fill in those blanks that can be created by hybrid working. So I'm very curious to hear what your experience of that kind of situation is and what your strategies are for becoming more visible and being very intentionally present in your communications. Um, here, just to finish off the episode today, are some of my examples um, built on my own experience. So one strategy is to be very explicit about what you expect from a meeting ahead of time, um, what kind of engagement you're looking for from colleagues, um, and 
be very intentional about communicating that um, with plenty of time so that people can get a very good sense of if this is a meeting where they just need to listen in, the agenda is just on the screen and cameras are off and they're just kind of saying in the chat hi, or if this is a meeting where everybody has their camera on, we're looking for engagement, everybody will be asked to speak. Um, what is it that you want and look for? That's one way of helping others get a better sense of what you want and what your expectations are. Um, a, another approach that I use very regularly is to be very communicative about sharing when you're having a break away from your screen or stepping away from work for a bit to really normalize taking breaks and to also signal that if you are taking a break, that's fine, you need good balance, but then when you're at your desk, you're kind of um, focused on work and, um, and that has your full attention. So by normalizing breaks, you're also setting some boundaries between non-work activities that I think everybody gets um, up to when they work from home, whether that's watching videos or cooking, looking after pets, drying laundry, whatever it might be that distracts you um, around your home. Um, I think trying to normalize taking short breaks and stepping away from the screen really helps people get a sense that that's okay, take your five or 10 minutes, come back, be refreshed, and then focus back at the task at hand. The last strategy I want to share is to set up clear, a clear format for regular activities like maybe one-to-one -one catch ups and to communicate um, that that's the same for everyone so that others can learn from your own strategies um, and base their approach on that. They might not find your approach ideally suited, but at least they have an example to compare it with. And that is one of the things that I've always tried to do is to be very transparent about how certain processes work, um, whether it's a one-to-one -one or an appraisal, to kind of make templates, set out agendas, provide a format so that others, whether these are colleagues um, whom I manage or fellow managers and leaders, can get a very clear sense of what my expectation is, but also get an, an example that helps them shape their own approach. So I hope this special episode for OER23 has inspired you to think about open practice in your own role. And I'm really looking forward to hearing your comments um, on the podcast and also encourage you to check out the related blog post. Thank you for listening to Leading Virtual Teams. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, you can find the links to the tools and resources we talked about in the show notes or head over to myrondeepwell.com forward slash podcast. Mm -hmm.